Good afternoon, Patriots, and it is Wednesday, May 18th in the year 2022. And Joe Biden's still president. Well, at least the hand puppet, Joe Biden's still president, whoever that is. And Kamala Harris is still a man acting like a woman. So (laughs) that'll start your day right there. And if that doesn't make you want to just go, well, there you go. That's it. Nothing else has changed. Same thing, different day. Tell you right now. Oh, and the crypto markets continue to fall. But don't worry. They're telling us that the crypto revolution is here to stay. That sounds exciting. So make sure you're getting good sleep and taking care of yourself. And there's nothing better to get a good sleep with than good pillow products from my pillow. So check this out. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell. And as you know, my passion is to help each and every one of you get the best sleep of your life. That's why I created my new Giza Dreams bed sheets. I started by using the world's best cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region between the Sahara Desert, the Mediterranean Sea, and the Nile River. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. I guarantee you they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. I do not like my sheets. I love Mikey's a dream sheet. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you can buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or you can get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to mypillow.com. Use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers and get deep discounts on all my pillow products and right now at mypillow.com if you head on over to mypillow.com forward slash bards that's the bards nation's landing page what you will discover is that there is also an amazing deal going on on my slippers save 90 dollars 90 dollars on your my slippers when you head on over there and you get 90 dollars off and you're using your promo code B-A-R-D-S. So you can use that promo code anywhere on the My Pillow site, the Frank Speech site, and of course the My Store site. And if you want to speak to a regular human being, you can call a Patriot Pillow Counselor at 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939. Again, use your promo code BARDS. Well, there is some good news today in the crazy of all of this. Crackpot and lounge singer Nina Yankovic has submitted her resignation. And there you go. Just like that. She says that her, she claims her work at the ministry of truth is vital and necessary. Well, I hope that she can go find a vital and necessary singing career. She'll probably end up in Portland, Oregon at a strip club. And I would highly recommend you not attend. (laughs) You'll get sick. You'll be horrible. But that's so much for the Ministry of Truth. That's gone well. Yep. All sorts of amazing things. We have a an extreme leftist candidate that has beaten out the Biden-endorsed candidate in Oregon. And in the meantime, as you're wondering, all excited, because everybody's obviously on the edge of their seat for this new red wave that's supposed to be happening, because you voted. You voted, patriots. <laughs> and you know that your vote means so much in this nation. They value your vote. Every state, every federal official makes sure that they're just telling you that it's so important. And that's why in this digital age that the votes in Pennsylvania aren't going to be able to be tallied for three to four days. And that's why in Oregon, if you voted yesterday, 
that your vote can still be delivered up to seven days after the election date because your vote counts. Because you are part of the future of the great America. <laughs> what is it with the, Why do people do this? Why do people continue to do the same thing over and over and expect a different result? I just don't get it. And it is, it is all over. We've got it across MAGA. We've got it across or liberals. And they are guaranteed one thing. If you vote liberal, you're going to win in one way or another because the system is going to be guaranteed to give you your candidate. But the bottom line is everybody at the end of the day is going to win is all part of a deep state agenda. And that's why I have pushed back so much on this nonsense of even talking about the vote right now. It's like, where's 2020? Fix 2020, you go forward. Uh, don't fix 2020 and you're going to get Slaughterhouse City. It's going to make cutting the guts out of a pig look kind. Because they're going to just put in their different hand puppets. And hand puppets are going to take on different forms. It's like, I'm now Republican, therefore I'm pro-America. It's like, wake up. They all come from the same core. They all come from the same Petri dish. In the meantime, national crisis, the ninth straight day of all-time record high gas prices, the pump prices have hit $4.56. Uh, breaking, breaking, not true. Last night, actually, on a nationwide average, gas is at $4.56. In my town last night, everybody flipped to $5. Of course, they say four. I always love this, $4.99 and nine-tenths of a cent. What the hell is that? It's five dollars a gallon, and we're at five dollars low and five thirty-five mid, five forty-five mid. It's going to get ugly, and I, I keep saying this, and I'm very serious. In and you're going to see diesel shortages off the charts by next month. Hey, by the way, in a still image of the Ministry of Truth, Lankovich, whatever her name is, the weirdest image ever. I am not making this up. I'll put it up on the Bards FM Telegram. It is a still frame image, and I verified it from a couple different ways, including grabbing my own frame grab. In one of the images, her pupils, I'm just telling you, I'm not making this up, her pupils are square. Tell me what the hell we're dealing with here, because it's not human. That's what I'm going to tell you. Her pupils are square. Patriots, it is 11 minutes after the hour, and it is time to pray. Father, we come to you today very focused as we do each day, very blessed to be able to come here and assemble together as a fellowship across this nation and across this globe. These are very critical times, times indeed, where people need to literally start turning to you and stop seeking and just stop seeking the Savior to come in and save it for them. We know that by the sacrifice of Christ that we are dealing with a living and breathing entity of relationship with you, Father. And yet still, people turn and ask you to join in, ask you to maybe come into my life when you get a chance. Father, what we seem to keep missing as a nation, and we're praying for these people today, is that you've always been here, and we just arrived. And so we don't need to invite you in as much as we need to accept the reality that you are everywhere and omnipresent. So we pray for this reality, Lord, that we are going to be tied to you as a nation once again, not 
wandering around like fools in the middle of a desert. And there is a lot of this tomfoolery going on. Frustration is fairly high, Father, and I don't, I don't mind saying this, is when we deal with some of these things, we've, the reality of what we're confronting right now at the level of, I'm trying to find a nice word, but Father, you're just going to excuse me today, seriously, in, in all seriousness. It's, it's a level of self-imposed ignorance that is stunning, that people absolutely don't want to hold to a biblical view of the world a biblical worldview, and all of this is about me, me, me. We have politicians that can't absorb, can't live any other way but themselves. We have corporate leaders, the same. We have education people, the same. We have people in our communities that just can't get past the idea of me. We need a massive shaking of the tree. We need a massive shaking of the foundations, Father, enough to bring people to their knees, and to have them realize that, quite frankly, without you, we are nothing. In the midst of crises that are happening all over the world, in the midst of food shortages that are looming, instead of filling the silos, as Joseph would do, we're we're running around chasing our tail over ridiculous things like elections, which are rigged, which we know are rigged, and yet we act astonished. It's almost like we're in a curse or some sort of spell. So, Father, again, for our prayers today, we just pray that these spells can be broken, that people can open their eyes and face the truth, that as a nation, that we can start once again to humbling ourselves. Stop accepting the division that is being put upon us. Start accepting responsibility where we each have been part of it. Stop trying to find someone else to fix our problems, but instead start realizing that through you, through you, we can accomplish all things. We need to take responsibility for the damages that have been done, whether it's abortions or injections or just the, the disregard for the living with you in our lives, the willful compliance to, to rules and laws that have nothing to do with your world, Father. We pray truly that in this time that this great awakening, this great shaking can lift people's eyes up so they can once again look to you and realize just how blessed we are to be in this land. Every one of us at one point or another, Father, feels the weight and the the fatigue of this time. Not, Not in terms of fear, at least we pray that there's no fear. We pray that there's no anxiety. We pray that there's no hatred or anger, but more of a, of a, a wearing down of just watching the disobedience of so many and the denial of so many or by so many and just the general obsession with the me culture and not just realizing how beautiful and fantastic and limitless the world is that you're offering to us. For those that are struggling in anxiety and fear, we truly just pray for the release of them from those spells. But that takes a personal initiative. So, Father, really where we pray is that they can start to be, their world that they've found comfort in and this denial to you can start to crumble. And when we hear of news of gas prices going up and food shortages happening, I say this not in a malicious way, Father. 
we don't pray for suffering for anybody, but we do pray for these sorts of things that can shake and awaken a world to make them realize that without you, all of these things are cataclysmic. With you, all of these things are just part of a process. You have given us the blessing of strength. You have given us the blessing of endurance and unbelievable will. And as we walk in that, we're so deeply grateful because these events are just not affecting us. And we know that if we trust in you, we will be fine. And so as we weather this storm as a humanity across the globe, we close today with the prayer of just praying that we can continue to be those lamps on the hill. That our strength in you, that the enduring strength in our faith, the rock of faith, as so many of the houses will collapse that are built on the foundations of sand. We just pray that we can be continue to serve you in such a gloriful way that we can be there, be present, be strong, continue to hear wisely all the wisdom you pass on, the knowledge that you share, that our eyes can be open. The blessings of the great words to say are there to lead the many from what will be a collapsing world into a beautiful path of walking with Jesus. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. We really have an interesting time in our world of unbelievable denial. And it's it's absolutely continuing. The gas prices are real. And for those of you that this is hitting hard on, I and I, I just I want to kind of put up a qualifier. I I make a lot of snarky comments, and I'm gonna make a lot more in the coming days, weeks, and months about gas costs and food costs. And it's not that I'm being insensitive to personal challenges of that, but we have to take this with a bit of tongue-in-cheek because this is a real shaking that God's giving to the world. And unless you have a solid position in faith, it's not, it isn't going to come out well. You're going to be really in a difficult, difficult time. This is a, a pastor I want to play here. It's a uh, he goes, I guess it's Brother Costi, and he's from Mesa. You'll hear this time and time again in churches. Holy Spirit, we just invite you into this place right now. We just invite you to come. Holy Spirit, you're welcome. Just come. Come into this place, Holy Spirit. Here are three reasons you can stop doing this. In John 4, Jesus said true worshipers would now worship God in spirit and truth, teaching the Samaritan woman that true worship was now about a person not a place. In John 16, Jesus said of the Holy Spirit, he will glorify me. So the Holy Spirit doesn't need you to invite him into your laser lit, fog machined concert or anywhere else for that matter. He wants you to understand he's there and he wants your focus on Christ. Second, 1 Corinthians 6.19 says that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, which means where believers are gathered, the Spirit is already present inside of them. Imagine sitting down with your faithful spouse and starting off every date night saying, I just want to really welcome you into this marriage. I just invite you into this marriage. They're already in. So is the spirit present in the believer. Finally, Psalm 139, seven to 10 describes how God is everywhere, that he is omnipresent. Yet we so often invite him into our presence as if we own the place. But think about this. If God is all-present, all-powerful, and eternal, who entered whose presence 
first. He doesn't enter into your presence, you enter into his. You don't invite him to come before you, you humbly come before him. He's already there. The Holy Spirit isn't about invitation, he's about revelation, as in revealing the truth from scripture that transforms the way you worship. And that's dead on. Solid as can be. I mean, this is a problem is we keep looking at God as somehow an external entity. And that's the part that's puzzling. And that's what allows for the entry point of a non-biblical worldview. It's like, oh, well, I'm going to, it's like we're walking through life and then somewhere along the way we're like, okay, when I get to a certain age, I'll accept Christ and I'll kind of pick him up along my way like a hitchhiker. And then we'll, ever, we'll be good for the rest of my life because I've accepted Christ and it doesn't really um, matter what I do because all my sins are forgiven. And that's just so upside down. You know, we're, we're part of the body of Christ brought into this world to live within the physical presence or physical space in a temple that God provides for us that, by the way, we're stewards of. If you want to take it from a science point of view, we are a brain managing a body, not a body, not a brain living in a body. We are a brain managing this physical shell. And that means that we're not limited, but we're only limited as much as we want to be limited. Now when we add the power of Christ in here, we've already been told that we have dominion, we can step on snakes and scorpions, and we can do greater works than he. So, we just need to get the, ourselves around this solid place that we can lead others with. Because there's a lot of confused people out here. Let's just be clear. And when I see the youth, and in particular, and if this steps on toes again, uh, sorry, but not sorry, millennials are screwed up. As a mass generation, they're, they're part of this whole thing of socialism, communism. They want the worldview that it's going to be free stuff for them. This has to stop. God never put us here to, to on a welfare card. And so it's going to take a lot of diligent work. And I don't, I'm not, I'm in a certain way, I'm kind of preaching to the choir because I know that this audience is very much in tune with that. But these are messages that we also have to carry out and bring out to the world. That we need to be putting these things kind of in our quiver and knowing that we have these tools available to talk to people and engage them directly. We talk a lot about building bridges, which is important, but sometimes when you build a bridge, and by the way, I've been part of building a mechanical bridge once in Afghanistan. It was a pretty amazing experience. So sometimes it, you, know, you have to maneuver the parts so they fit in carefully and kind of make sure everything sinks in. You don't want to push too hard or too fast. That's kind of like that engagement when you're trying to be, get somebody to listen. Sometimes you need a bulldozer. Seriously, like sometimes you're not going to make the bridge work unless the bulldozer goes through and just bulldozes a path and builds the mounds and the, and the pillars that you need and everything else will fix itself. So there is this balance that we have to find and then we find that path by listening to God and the wisdom he provides for us and how we engage each person. And I just continue to encourage that living and ongoing relationship with Christ as we are moving through this, that we aren't trying to rely on ourselves, but we're constantly letting God guide us. And I think that's the power and glory of how we are. 
And when we do that, I mean, the world just in the smallest of things to the greatest of things, if we're admiring what, how God works in our lives and giving credit to God as we should, man, life just gets better every day. And this these nonsense of news and headlines and collapsing crypto and worried about how we're going to make more money in this next wave of, of whatever this is going to be and worrying about more pandemics or the new rise of the monkeypox that's apparently popped up in Spain. And it's like, oh, like, okay, click. No more noise, please. There's only one voice I want to hear in my head. It has nothing to do with Hollywood stars, some crazy witch called Nina Yankovic, or, or anything else. What I want to hear in my relationship in that purity of walk is I just want to hear this beautiful conversation with Jesus. And I want to hear that. And as we talk about that and share the day, I want to hear the wisdom that comes with that. And when we live that way, this is what really I believe we arrive at is that most people are so afraid of cutting the tether of being told how to think that they don't realize how profound it is when God guides us and lets us live by free will. That's true liberty, sovereignty, and freedom. But unfortunately, we are still living within a matrix of worrying about how to comply, whether it's your job, whether it's a rule, whether you're afraid of you know, oh, my credit card score, I didn't, oh my goodness, I, I paid my, my last payment, I made 12 hours late, that's going to affect my score, oh my goodness, my world's going to collapse. I mean, those sort of neurotic obsessions just need to stop. We have to reset the moral compass of this nation, and that rests on those that can walk that way. And it's a profound opportunity, it's a big responsibility, but it's a gift and that's the great one. It is truly a gift. That's about it. So I hope you have a blessed day. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up, patriots. It's a beautiful time to be alive. It truly is. And what an amazing time to have just a growing base of people that we can relate to that truly walk with God and are seeking Christ. I, I think that's fantastic. Not a better time to be alive. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will always win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. Be fearless. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time. God bless. And out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. 
We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light. It can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 